Welcome to Checking In, a weekly podcast from Hotel Owner, the UK's trusted source of hotel industry news and analysis. Each week we meet a new guest and learn their story, all the highs and lows, triumphs and disasters they've faced and how they got through to the other side. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to. To get more industry insight, head to hotelowner.co.uk and subscribe for unlimited access. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of the podcast, drop us a line at podcast at hotelowner.co.uk. I'm your host, Michael Northcott, and this week we spoke with Mark Hills, General Manager of the Gresham Apart Hotel in Leicester. We spoke about Mark's transition from food and beverage to GM roles, how the Gresham transformed a beloved Fennec department store into an apart hotel while retaining much of its original character, and how recruitment challenges might be the single biggest change Mark has seen in hospitality during his career. Hi there, Mark. Uh, it's great to be with you here today. Thanks for joining us on Checking In. Ah, thank you for the invite. Uh, it'd be great to get a feel from you uh, as a starting point um, on the, the sort of main highlights of your career thus far. How did you get started in hospitality and, and what's been your journey up to up to your current role? Uh, I, I suppose I started, sort of, um, as most did back in sort of the, the early 90s, you, you, you left school. I didn't particularly have um, uh, a focus on where I wanted to be. I wasn't really interested in college or university. Uh, and my mother worked for hotels as a sales manager. And it was basically, you need to get a job. I found you a job. It's in this hotel. Um, but I, I started as a, just a waiter in a, a breakfast restaurant. Um, it was a, a nice four-star hotel. It was local to our home. Um, but um, I, I kind of settled into it quite quickly. Um, I enjoyed that customer interaction, even at a young age. And... I progressed through a few departments within that hotel, so restaurant, conference and banqueting, um, the, the kitchen, and really sort of found my feet in the, the front of house part of the, of the property. Um, I, I had that gold in my head that each time I wanted to get a different uniform, so I started off with a bow tie, and then I wanted the waistcoat, and then I wanted to get out of the bow tie and the waistcoat and into the jacket and the suit, so that was kind of my focus for the early days of how do I progress from where I am. My, my sort of hope was to get into, into the bars and beverage, uh, and as soon as I was old enough, I did. Um, and uh, I had an opportunity then to uh, move to a, another hotel that was um, away from home. So it's my first time living in a, say, staff accommodation. Um, again, I, I went with a partner, which I was quite lucky about at the time. Um, and uh, I got to work, uh, I was with hand-picked hotels then. Um, it was uh, Woodlands Park. Um, it, it was a great experience because we were living on site, we were working on site, and it was like being part of a, a big family, uh, which again is, is, is something that's really sort of stuck with me as I've worked through the industry. Um, as I progressed, I say I went to supervisor, um, I, I went to assistant manager, I moved into another department, I became uh, a, a very young manager with Holiday Inn. Uh, it was my first sort of management role was a food and beverage manager with, uh, within Holiday Inn. I was one of the youngest at the time. Um, and I just think, yeah, I've been had those opportunities given to me by, well, say, mentors and managers. So it, it's been, it's been, there's always been that driver there. Someone else has been, do you know what? We can see something for you here. We can see something for you here. And I've been able to move around the country, different brands. So throughout my career, I've worked with, uh, say, handpicked with Q Hotels, with Four Seasons Hotels, with uh, McDonald's Hotels. Um, so and, and so with with Hilton and Holiday Inn as well. So I've kind of had. A broad experience with a lot of the, 
the major brands within the UK and abroad. And what sort of characteristics do you think you've got and, and what does it sort of take from, from others in the industry to, to kind of rise through the ranks that, that quickly? Uh, you, you, so you have to have a focus on where you want to be and you have to enjoy what you do. Um, your confidence builds as you grow through the industry, but you, you, you need that confidence to be able to talk to people, talk to, to guests. Um, as you deal with a, a tricky situation, you learn how to deal with it better the next time. Uh, and it doesn't, it's one of those things, you're going to make mistakes. Things will happen throughout your career. There'll be some career lows as well as there are highlights. And it's taking those lows and going, right, what did I do? Why did I do that wrong? How can I change that and make sure I don't do that again? And you learn from each of those as you go. And I think that comes across um, as a, 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 in, in forms of leadership. It, it shows that you've got that ability to say adapt, change and grow in your surroundings and mature as and when you need to. Did you find that you were growing in confidence with each new role in terms of the experience that you'd had interfacing with customers and you, you kind of learned the art over time of, of yes, how yes, to get exactly. better at that? Yeah, so there's, there's always a situation that catches you off guard uh, and you learn a new skill from, from doing that. And uh, yeah, you, you, your confidence will continue to build as, as you go through these challenges and various successes through your career. It, 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 it picks you up and picks you up. Um, so there's opportunities as well when you win, win awards, even if they're small sort of hotel-specific awards, whether it's uh, your, your, your department gets department of the year or mm. you get an employee of the month. They're, they're little boosts to think, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well and I'm on the right track. And yeah, there's opportunities. If you had to pick one of the roles that you had before your current one that kind of taught you the most, does, does, one, does any, of, any of them spring to mind? And, and what was it about that particular place that, that, that taught you what you, what you needed to know? Yes, I mean, there's, there's one massive that changed my career in, entirely. I'd, I'd been working in the sort of four-star, five-star luxury market for, quite a lot, for most of my career. Um, in 2012, I moved to Coventry. Um, I had to move for family, um, so I had, to, I had to find a job fairly swiftly. Um, and I was fortunate enough to land a food and beverage manager's role uh, at the uh, Ramada Hotel and Suites in Coventry. Um, it, the, the general manager there at the time um, was a, a very, uh, I would say, a large part of my mentorship. Um, he, I think he, he saw something early doors. Um, I was quite rough around the edges still um, for, for a senior management role. Um, I didn't have a lot of background in um, detailed revenue management um, or hotel-specific management. I was very food and beverage operations-led. Um, but he, he worked with me and he worked extensively with me. Extensively with me. Um, mentorship and development of my knowledge. So I was kind of left to do the food and beverage and uh, the operations side and then over the top of that, it was, okay, so that we need to develop the sales side of the business. We need to understanding of revenue management, et cetera. Uh, and I was, there for, I was there for five years under his leadership. And then when he moved on, I, I took over as general manager. So I basically went from the food and beverage manager to the general manager, and it was my mm. first general manager's role. And it was a large hotel. It was a 166-bedroom <coughs> property um, in a city centre. Uh, we had 44 one-bedroom suites uh, sort of included within that. Uh, it was quite a well-known property as well within the city, so it, it was a big jump yeah. all of a sudden. And I, I, it was a, a learning curve completely for me. What, what was that like? What was the sort of first day on, in the GM role when you got that? What, what, was, what did it feel like? Uh, it's daunting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, because I moved within, everybody 
that work there knew me, so there was quite a lot of support for me. Um, it, it wasn't like I had to walk in as a, as a first yeah. time newbie saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, it, if my you're sitting in board meetings with uh, the directors and mm. the committee members, and you're having meetings with the bank, and you're just like, this is a completely new world to what you were used to. Mm. And those budget plans are down to plans that you've given, and it, it changes the dynamic of how you focus on the business. And yeah, and also with a hotel of that size, it's it's almost like a sort of chief executive role, isn't it? Like because you've got you've got a, quite a few staff, you've got a board to, to a board of directors to talk to. It's that's like running a company all of its own. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you have multiple departments, multiple revenue streams, yeah. and ultimately you're, you're responsible for all of those and how that's fed to the directors who ultimately want to see the, the bottom line there to, yeah. to make sure the buildings and property is still running as it was as per your predecessor. So that, that's the one you think that kind of forged the most uh, talent in you for potentially for today then? Yes, if, yeah, if it, it, it completely took me from sort of a, an operator to a, to a heading towards a commercial business leader. Yeah. So today you are at the, you're general manager of the Gresham Park Hotel. Yes. Um, so tell us a bit about that property um, and how long you've been there and, and, and so on. Uh, so the property itself is stunning. Um, it's, it's in the Leicester city centre. Um, it was uh, a Phoenix department store, which in Leicester is iconic. Um, we meet people every day that just they remember the store. We're still known by many people as Phoenix uh, rather than the Gresham. Um, it, it's a it was a very it's a very important building to everybody that sort of has lived in Leicester for a long time. Um, the the refurbishment of it, it was we started 2017 uh, on the refurbishment. I only took over the property in January of this year, mm-hmm. so I've I've kind of come in at a late stage. But I've had a lot of sort of discussions with locals and with the, the business communities that all knew the property. So I've got quite a lot of information on what was happening. And I understand sort of the, the work that went into the the, the the development of the building. So so the department store itself, I think it closed around 2015. Um, it sat dormant for a while. Um, and then it was taken over to, to develop into some form of property. Um, the community didn't know what it was at the time um, and I think there was a lot of concern about what was going to happen to the property how was it going to be looked after was it going to retain any of its sort of character that mm. it had um, and um, uh, the owners they, they there was a lot of research that went into what we're going to do with this property what can what can resonate within Leicester what will what will really uplift the the, the street that it's on because Market Street that it was on was quite again quite an iconic part of Leicester um, uh, and sort of luxury accommodation was, was one that was there. And then there was, as you sort of investigate and research what's in the area, um, a part hotel was um, quite a key focus. We know that they've been working quite well in the US and mm. in um, Europe for quite a long time. But it's still relatively mm. new concept for, for the UK. Um, Competition-wise within Leicester, there wasn't, there's not really any other apart hotel of that level. Um so and, and it lent itself to that independent boutique um, quality product um, with that apart hotel style, which just gives it its differential, say, to everybody else mm. around. Um, the there was a seventeen million refurb, which uh, took took um, it all happened through COVID, so it was quite a challenging build and refurbishment. Yeah, um, the building itself, over many 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 years, is actually four different buildings that have been added on added right. on added on 
Um, so one of the main challenges was, as, as you walk in, it's an old department store. There's lots of different levels, mm. but it turned out there was there was just under thirty different levels within this, these four buildings. Oh, wow! And it had to be. We got down to six sort of straight levels. So it's the building itself is quite quirky. It's grade two listed, so there was a lot of um, work that had to be done to retain things like the windows mm. and the exterior structure. They all had to be hand restored and painted, um, and. It, it, the, the building itself and the rooms they've all they're all individual they're all quirky they're all different parts of the the, the old store mm. should we say now all the way down through to the basement level that even in the basement we still have the the old safe that was part of the Phoenix safe that we found the big sort of big iron safes that uh, we've closed in and put like a time capsule inside from oh, that's cool, yeah. everybody for all of the people from Leicester and local businesses put things into this time capsule and we sealed it up I think it's 2030 or something like that. It's uh, or 2050. Sorry, yeah, the, the, the it'll get reopened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it, it's in itself the building is incredibly um, important to everybody, and there's a lot of history behind it. Um, throughout the process of building, uh, we were very, as I say, sympathetic to, to what it was and what Leicester was looking for, and the, and the sort of community itself. Um, everything that was taken out were in terms of timber etc it was all recycled so we only used local labor so everything sustainability was a key factor as well for uh, the developers and and it's something that will continue on through as we sort of develop the the Gresham over the next few years mm. I'm always really impressed with uh, hotels or, or or any sort of large business owned building like this where they, they do a, a big refurbishment and they keep some of the character of the original place because um, there's a there's a hotel I once went to in uh, Budapest, which is uh, I think it's called Parisi Udvar or something. I'm probably pronouncing that horrendously, but um, it's a, it's it was basically an old department store or almost like a pavilion retail center in the 1900s, okay. and they they painstakingly did the same thing. So all the wood paneling was retained, and now it's a Hyatt, and uh, it's a really really nice hotel. I, I wonder. I, I think it's kind of much beloved of locals there. What what are the locals thinking uh, where with, with this place? Is, is it? Uh, yeah, it's been, been taken, well. it's, been, it's been taken very well. I mean, we, we we purposely retained the main staircase. So our reception desk, as you come in and sort of the, just as you come off the bar, there's the big main staircase with all the original uh, sort of carvings that go up through. And, and we still have people come in just, just to come and sort of reminisce. And you could be sat on the reception desk one day and I'd end up being there for 45 minutes talking to somebody about how they used to shop and mm. lost their children in the shop for about two hours <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very much loved I think still and um, what we've done with it has been well received so uh, for any listeners who don't necessarily know what, what's what, and you've done both types of role what, what's the difference between being a GM of a hotel and being a GM of an apart hotel um, the the room types are obviously very different with with your your hotel. It's everyone relies on you to give that service, etc. You, you go in, you've got you've got your bed, you've got your if you're lucky, you've got a fridge, but you've got your telly and your bathroom, but and that's pretty much it. And then you have to have the other facilities that you have within a hotel. Um, the apart hotel it, it it gives you that a bit more freedom. Mm. All of our apartments have um, hobs, cooking facilities, microwaves, large fridges, all the equipment you need to if you want to just stay within your space and you, you, you're staying with us for three, four, five nights, you've got that comfort that you don't have to mm. leave your room to to go and find your dinner every day or if you just want to stay and watch telly, we've got, you've got the, the, the 
integrated TVs. That you, you've got plenty there to just sort of stay, relax. Um, there's the shops, the restaurants, etc. You can. We're in the middle of the city centre, so everything's just a bit more comforting and relaxing than say when you go to a hotel and it's you have to. You're more of a, an in-out, I stay one night, I'm off, I go, I use the restaurant, I use the bar, I'm going somewhere. Whereas we give you that home feel, mm. you know, more relaxed feel. So in terms of guests and the sort of profile of what types of guests are coming, um, you've got a mixture of tourists, work, but is, is there is there a, um, a, a remote working aspect these days as well? People using the hotel hotel as a place to, to come and do their daily work? There is. I mean, so we have a fantastic demographic, really, with, within the hotel. We're, we're, we're a boutique leisure hotel at the same time as we're a, a long-stay rental for 90, 180-plus days, um, all the way down to um, you're, a, you're a businessman travelling for two to five nights a week. You want somewhere safe to stay. Um, and you, you've got that space to, to yourself. You've got the decent Wi-Fi. You've got the desks within your room that you can work from. But in addition to that, um, the basement of the property has been converted into a very high-spec um, co-working area. Mm. Uh, we work in conjunction with the Leicester City Council. Um, they, they, they run what we call aggression works, um, and they, they have um, some beautifully um, designed co-working spaces uh, there's private working spaces there's also office space down there then and you can you can go in so for guests of ours they can go in and rent sort of the hot desk areas for an hour two hours eight hours mm. or you can you can take one of the more fixed um, desks that they have for sort of a period of a week two weeks so it, it gives that flexibility for anyone that's coming to stay with us and you you still hybrid work Mm. That you you can go and work from an office. You can work from your bedroom. You can obviously, if you're in the city to work as well, you can go on site and work. So mm. it, it kind of it, it ticks all those boxes. Do you see that formula becoming more popular with with hotels, apart hotels in general? Just the the idea of having because because I've I've seen this beginning to pop up in more and more places. The co working aspect as part of a hotel, it ceases to just be a place to get your head yeah. down and have a nice meal. It starts to become a holistic experience for for the guests they could they can work work and play as it were yeah i i think i think that's uh, everything's kind of a byproduct of covid i suppose mm. everyone was forced into home working and then and then we've moved to this hybrid feel of working and you don't want to be obviously stuck in one space all the time um, and you've got that option to go and work in a quiet area of the bar you've got a, a, a different area that if you if you need to take off and go and do meetings uh, via teams etc you've got that space that's not necessarily within your bedroom mm. area um and i think people appreciate the the, the, the ability to have that freedom to move mm. you've got a bit of a focus on sustainability the sustainability aspect of the hotel is that right yes so i mean throughout throughout my career um it, it's been something we've focused on quite early when, when i was at the ramada we myself and the gm there we were very keen to to bring sustainability to that hotel uh, and we were we were part of the sustainable restaurant association we were two gold star awarded with them uh, we were with green tourism there we were gold with them and i've kind of tried to bring that to the gresham with us um so the 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 renovation itself was very sort of ethically sourced and mm. um, sustainable. Sustainability is is a key focus. And um, over the next year, sort of year year and a half, we 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 will be bringing in new initiatives to the Gresham in terms of 
product services, how we manage our waste from the, the bedrooms. Um, we're looking at uh, developing solar panel for the solar panels for the roofs to see if we can mm-hmm. kind of work with the space we have to change the energy costs and what, what are we what are we doing to try and change that imprint if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've we've gotten started now we plant trees for every direct booking mm. so we're starting to grow a forest oh that's uh, great which yeah. is a it's a new thing for us we just started recently um and we're just about to launch our sort of recycling scheme for all of the bedrooms so now we, we there's a way for the guests to separate their food waste their uh, packaging their bottles etc and we, we can then farm that out to where we separate within our sort of areas so it's putting some onus on the guests to say look we, we're, we're trying our best to give you all of the tools to to mm. do the, the recycling and we will ensure that it's all then carried the through the other, the other side yeah. yeah um you mentioned solar panels so it makes me think of energy and that's been one of the most increased bills basically yes. of hospitality operators for, for since uh, since the ukraine war basically yes um how significant a challenge are you finding that to be at the moment? Uh, incredibly. Right. So, the, the, I mean, the property itself, we, we already have uh, sensor lighting, everything's LED. Um, we have uh, new, uh, sort of very modern um, controls within the bedrooms. So when there's uh, when the guest leaves, the, the lights will automatically go off after um, 20 minutes anyway so th- th- it's all sense of movement rather than the, the old you take your key card in mm. and out so there's no there's no way that, that it would stay on permanently so we're trying to reduce in this way but it, the costs obviously are increasing continually and still, um, still going up yeah and the um a lot, all of our rooms they, they all have air conditioning and they, they run permanently some of the rooms obviously they've got because of the shape and size of the building there's not necessarily as much natural um fresh air or opening windows because of the grade two listed sort of status mm. of the window so we can't open them so a lot of the building has aircon units running through so it, it does make quite a challenge yeah to, to control how, how are your sort of friends and associates in the elsewhere in the industry finding it other, other hoteliers you know uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a challenge for everybody. Um, solutions are out there, obviously, to make changes. But again, the, 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 there's big expenditures to to get those up and running, and they take time. Mm. Um, but it's, 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 a, it's just an ongoing battle that we have to. It's, it, it, we try to, and I think I, uh, I'm um, chair of the Hoteliers Association for for Leicester, mm-hmm. um, and it's something we talk about between us quite a lot. Sort of how how we training and developing our team to to understand the impacts of if they see something like lights run unnecessarily or we're running computers or tv screens etc that we don't need to have on it's changing their thought process of we'll we'll turn that off or Mm. we can see something's wrong so let's report it um but there's just little things that we can do just to try and make those differences the we've been reporting nash uh, recently the national figures for uh, hotel occupancy have been uh, pretty stellar for the, for this summer is, is that reflected with your property as well uh i mean yes we've we've seen a, obviously a year on year growth we've only been open 18 months yeah so but the 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 what we had as expectations for say the summer months um, we, we completely surpassed. Mm, so good. We 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 were running across sort of the July August or June July August. We were hitting around sort of the seventy eight to eighty percent occupancy, which is, is great figures really for yeah. for a city centre at that time of year. Um, it, 
compared with the earlier part of your career what and aside from energy costs and so on which we hope will be you know they're not going to last forever that hopefully that war ends <laughs> sooner rather than later <laughs> yes. and and maybe the energy market will restabilize i'm not an economist so i don't want to make any uh, predictions there on when but um i wonder if you've got views on um other changes that you've noticed in the industry how, how in what ways does it feel different today from how it did when you were starting out in your career uh, the, the the biggest one has to be sort of recruitment and um the the change in the um skill sets that are coming through into the industry or the, the challenges in finding the right skill sets that are coming in so uh, for, for myself personally recently we've been hiring um for uh reception and sort of night porter roles so they're, they're sort of key roles for for the property but it, and housekeeping as well is probably another sort of key one that's really hard to recruit for it's finding the right candidates um at the, at the right time uh, the, at the right price mm. uh, and you can spend a lot of your time sifting through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cvs to come up with three or four interviews of which one of them turns up yeah yes. it, 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 it's there's a, there's a lot of time and effort that's going into recruitment now that, that, that it, it, you're not getting the same sort of I don't know, whether it's um want to come into the industry as much as it maybe it did yeah 15 20 years ago where it was it was more of a yeah an area that people wanted to go and work in do, do you feel that the government could be doing something to innovate in this area and to, to try and make it attractive to young young people again as it's, it's, it's you know it's a well-trodden path for for youths to to go into hospitality exactly, yeah. at, at some point in their in their working life you know even if it's just while they're kind of working summers at university or whatever it happens to be um there was that flow of people at the front end who, yes. who would then many of whom would then find careers do, do you have views on the on the what the government's role should be in in this I mean, the, 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 I do think there needs to, especially within schools, when you're when you're talking about your career opportunities, especially within secondary school, that it sh it should be something that is, as an industry, is is sort of put forward and shown mm. about. I remember when I was at school, it, it wasn't even uh, spoken about going mm. into hospitality. You you were looking at either going into en engineering or design, or you're going off to university to do sort of further English, maths and sciences. Mm. But there was never a sort of, for those uh, focus, those that weren't really going to, didn't want to take that path, there's these opportunities or this is what you can deliver if you, yeah. if you, and I, I go, I've, I've done twice now, I've gone into my, um, my own ch children's school uh, on their career days and I've spoke about the industry and how interesting it is and how fun it is once to be involved and there are career opportunities and there are progressions throughout the industry mm. and it, it opens up a, a, a wide um, opportunity for travel and learning new skills and confidence building but mm. th that's not it's not really something that's discussed or pushed I don't feel within yeah it's, it's like it's being areas. neglected by the careers officers exactly, or something yeah. you know they should be bringing it up it's perfectly um, attractive thing if it's if it's explained correctly exactly. to, to the kids what, what it's all about um, if you'd taken one key lesson from your career that you would want to pass on to somebody who somebody else who's starting out in the in the industry what what would you what would you pick for that um, that's a tough question yeah <laughs> or, or maybe um what's the one characteristic you need to have uh i'd say you need to be resilient yeah 
because confidence, etc., that that comes with time. But you, you are going to get knockbacks. You are you are going to be in situations sometimes that are, are challenging, mm. and you need to have that resilience to 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 either overcome them or learn from learn from that and and develop yourself. Um, I think if if you if you get into a a, a a situation and you go that's it I'm done I'm sit I'm see you later then you don't move forward anyway you just kind of mm. sort of walk away I suppose yeah um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given um, uh, concentrate most of the time uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, one, I'm one of those that I can go off in a tangent yeah. quite, quite easily um, oh, the organisation yeah. is key yeah you, you, you have to be able to you find as you, as you change your career, I said maybe not so much when I was an operator, but uh, as you become management, you ne- you need to be able to organise your time better. And and as you have a family as well, I've, I found it even more important because mm. trying to balance two children, mm. a, a rather a busy job, which is is always sort of unsocial hours as it is, um, and a family, you, you have to be able to manage your time well and build your team underneath you to work that same way so mm. there's always there's always support um thanks so much for sharing all that all that all that background okay. <laughs> and your, your views on those things um I, i'd love to uh just move on to the the final section of the uh, episode now which is where we do a couple of quick fire questions about uh, your interests and basically who's who's the personality behind the businessman <laughs> no um so starting with uh what's your favorite book that's tough because I don't really have a favourite book as such. I only started reading really two, two, three years ago. It was I, I never really had time and I wasn't particularly interested. Um, but I, I, I've got into it over the last few years, and they are mainly sort of your, your, your typical crime dramas. So you, your, 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 your Mark Billingham's and your, your sort of Lee Child style books. Um, so there's, there's no particular one. I just quite enjoy reading. Now it's, it's part of my. Uh, wind down at the end of the day rather than sat on my phone or my iPad. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've sort of fell out of love with reading for, for several years um, just because I think my concentration span has been eroded yeah. by uh, social media use. But, um, it has to I've be a st- book, not a Kindle. Exactly, yeah. 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 It helps you sleep better and <laughs> yeah, everything, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, favourite film? Um, again, it's a hard one. Over the years, it changes, I suppose. Is that when I was younger, there were things like Quentin Tarantino movies and yeah. Goodfellas. Yeah. Um, I've probably got a bit softer now over the years. Yeah. <laughs> well, since children, it's probably more Disney. Yeah. I've, I've watched Moana seven times this week. So. <laughs> um, what's your favourite holiday destination? Um, uh, I'd be sir. Ibiza, and, and and it's not necessarily the party Ibiza. Uh, the, the children like going there as well. So, and uh, it's a, it's just a. I, I like I, I like the area. I like the the feel, the the atmosphere. It's good with the kids as well in the sort of older towns. Mm. And yeah, it's just a a nice a nice place to be. And uh, do you have a, a pet hate? Lateness. Lateness. Yeah. yeah. Anyone 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 who's worked for me knows that I, I it's it's one of my little niggles. Like I, I can't I can't stand. <laughs> Can't stand it. <laughs> I, I think amongst uh, uh, hoteliers that we've interviewed, that might be the most common answer. That yeah. one it's just got that punctuality is critical, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm one of those. I, I, this is like the airport as well. I get like a sort of gate anxiousness because I'm like, I, I would. He says I've got to go. We need to. We need to be there. And I've got friends that will just be like, ah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Chilled about it. Yeah, I can't cope. <laughs> um, who was someone who inspired you when you were growing up? Uh, could, could be family, a friend, could be someone famous. Also, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have, have a lot of 
mentors within managers throughout my career. But um, I know it sounds corny, but I, the, the the biggest person in, in my life was my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, is my mother. Um, she's the reason I'm in the industry. She's the person that has, every time there's been a hiccup along the way, she's the one that's supported to get you through it. Um, so, yeah, and she's always there with some form of advice. Whether you take it or not is, is, is a different thing, but she's always there to, to support and she's never sort of backed away. And if I, if I said I want to quit this and do this, you're okay, we'll talk about it, we'll support it. We'll, so, yeah, I think that has to be sort of key to why I am where I am, I suppose. And finally, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Um, I'd like to still be working with the the the, the, the Gresham um, family. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's we, we hopefully we get the opportunity to take on more properties over the coming years, or uh, we grow the management company and uh, the Gresham brand. Um, but I'd like to think now I'm at that point in my career, yeah, where I'd like to support the 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 current. Um, business to to grow and be part of that. Excellent. Um, Mark, it was so great talking with you and thanks so much for coming in uh, to see us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Checking In, a weekly podcast from Hotel Owner, the UK's trusted source of hotel industry news and analysis. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to. To get more industry insight, head to hotelowner.co.uk and subscribe for unlimited access. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of the podcast, drop us a line at podcast at hotelowner.co.uk.